Pow! Good morning. Uh, it's 10.58 a.m. I've had a weird morning so far, just in terms of not being quite not being quite right. I took a sleep supplement to try it, and it, it kind of messed with my sleep in a way that I don't think I liked. But I did... I don't usually remember my dreams, and that's an issue that I'm trying to trying to work out. And I know and I know that it's uh it's a bad issue. <laughs> there are actually some some serious correlations with people who who can't remember their dreams. And sometimes I can, and sometimes I can't, and it's weird. But partly that's just being attuned to it. But I remembered some of my dreams this morning. One of my dreams was a a fun and terrifying dream. It was a a really fun dream where I kept checking the payouts page on patreon and i kept watching as people ran from the patreon and like the number of patrons went from a thousand to 900 to 800 to 700 and the money coming in went from from a lot to not that much to way less than not that much to not enough to pay rent and it was a, a bit of a nightmare a bit of a scary dream and i i don't remember it must have been close to when i woke up because i woke up um, I, don't, I don't remember being jolted out of it, but I remember that one element of the dream. And so I spoke it out loud as soon as I could because I didn't have paper near me. I was like, money going down, and that stayed in my head. So I, I remembered it. And that's new. That's interesting. And maybe it's that I've ironed some things out in my brain and my consciousness. And maybe ironing those things out has allowed my uh, myself to dream. Because the last couple of nights before I've gone to bed, I've said actively i've sat there in silence and i've said to my unconscious mind hi unconscious mind i would really like to dream i feel like something is is i feel like you're scared i feel like you're scared of seeing what we're going to see in those dreams and i'm ready and i'm ready and maybe it's starting to show me and that would be really interesting because i'd like to be in touch with my dreams because i'm not in balance with my dreams and I, I want to be and i'm getting closer to it and so that's that's pretty interesting that that worked Anyway, that's not what I want to talk about today. Today is November 1st, and the first of the month is always a stressful moment for me because it is payday. It's also the day when bills start coming in, and usually takes a couple of days for the payday to come through, and not that many days for the bills to start coming in. And so I'm always in this wonky limbo where there's no money in my checking account. I mean, there's zero. I've got like six bucks. Um, and yet, I've got... You know, Patreon is going through and people are, are paying out and people are getting declined and their cards aren't going through and their PayPals aren't going through and shit's weird. But And then I have to wait for all of those to come through and then pay myself out from Patreon. And then it takes a couple of days for the ACH transfer to, to go through. And sometimes Patreon is like, eh, we're just going to check your transfer really quick and it's going to take a week. And you're just not going to get paid for a week. And you've got people going, hey, where's rent? And you're like, ah. So there are some problems. There are some problems with the system. And maybe some problems with my system, and maybe some problems with my budgeting, but but there are a few things that I try to accomplish on on the first of the month and and the days right after it. And I think if you go back, you'll find that I'm a little scattered during the first of the month because it's a it's a moment of chaos where I get a bunch of funding, which is the which is like potential, right? It's it could be anything, and I have to watch a lot of it just go away, and I have to budget a lot of it out because it's like this much is rent, and this much is food, and this much is that, and I've started really really carefully budgeting out my budgets, and because I've been budgeting it out my budgets, I've been able to save a little bit. Like I have a month's rent, one month's rent saved. That's as far as I've gotten in the years that, that I've been making money from this job. I've got one month's rent saved. That's how close I am to destruction. And, and maybe that's because I've been flippant with some of my funding, and that's my fault, and I'm sorry. Because it's your money, right? It's, the, it's my audience's money, and I'm sorry. I need to be better with it. And it's part of why I put up a poll the other day asking, because I've got, I've got two things that are on my mind as, like, these are things that I need to improve about my setup. And I don't know if I did the best job of expressing them because I, I should have probably expressed that my audio interface is dying and that it's going to die within the next probably six months. My my Focusrite Scarlet Solo is going to die within the next six months and I need to buy a new one. But I put up a question, should I invest? You know, I'm going to have a little bit of money coming in this, this next month, hopefully more than enough to pay for rent and stuff. Should I invest it into my audio technology or should I invest it into storage space? And it was like 80-20 in terms of voting. Most people said storage space. Shocking to me. I thought I thought audio interface would be the one. But people went, your audio is great, man. And it's like, oh thank, oh, oh, thank you. I worked so hard to try to make this audio work. And I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Because basically all I've been able to do is read articles that I don't understand, watch videos that I don't understand, and copy people who sound good. And that's all I've been able to do. And it's kind of working, I guess. And so, well... 
well, it's kind of working and that's good enough. Okay, cool. So the audio is good enough for now. Great. And we got rid of the primary popping and clicking sounds finally, because those were part of a process of the, uh, the actual rendering of the thing. So that's pretty good too. Also, again, I'm out of order. So I've got my tea brewing, but I haven't had my protein shake or my vitamins yet. So I have to do that first. So I've got a, I've got a protein shake here and we'll talk about it. It's actually one of the things that I wrote down on my list. Everything's been peas recently. It was all peas uh, the other day. And and then I went and I, I challenged pisciculturists, um, which is a thing that's happening, by the way, and we, it's something we should talk about because it's cool. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I should make a separate video on it too. Um, let me grab vitamins. Okay. One thing that's that's bad is that my, um, my subscription nootropic, which I've been trying for the last few weeks, and might be contributing to the difference in my behavior, by the way, because um, um, I am on a, a subscription to a tropic. It's called Thesis. You might have heard of it. You might have seen it in an Instagram ad. That's not how I found it, actually. I did research into what nootropics to use. I've been using brain-altering chemicals since I was... Well, since I, since I could buy them, uh, which meant since I had an internet account and a, and a, and a, and a, or an internet access and a, and a debit card... So, like, since I was 15, I've been buying racetams and nootropics and caffeine and theanine and stuff and experimenting with all this shit and figuring out what works in my brain. And I've failed a lot of, a lot of things, and I've, I've fucked my brain up a few times in interesting ways. And so I've got, a, I've got some, some background in this shit. But anyway, um, um, I ran out of the, the, the stuff that I was taking, and uh, they charged my account. They, they bounced because I didn't have the money in my account. I was like, oh, no. So I had to re-up the subscription, and I'll have to, to make sure that that goes through in a couple of days. But I'm, I'm without for a couple of days, so I'm having to sort of manifest my own out of, like, Alpha GPC and uh, uh, a, bit of, a bit of some other stuff some 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 ashwagandha and um some other things for like calm and mood and dopaminergic stuff and some ty l-tyrosine and some some um phenylethylamine i think the oh, way don't don't quote me on that l-phenylalanine which is phenylalanine which is different than phenylethylamine be careful with phenylethylamine don't take that stuff i don't i don't think i might be wrong but there are too many too many compounds out there and they're too powerful whatever it doesn't matter um so i got to take all my vitamins uh, uh, most of what I'm taking is I'm taking alpha GPC, which is a cholinergic base. It's like what you get from eggs and fish oil and stuff. At least that's one way to put it. It's the the building blocks of the neurochemicals that you need. Sort of. Most of these, I'm taking three creatine capsules because I take my creatine every damn day, like a good like a good lifty boy. Creatine is a, a really simple substance. It's found in meat a lot, and it makes your it allows your muscles to work slightly harder. That's it's what it does. Uh, uh, you're not exactly stronger, but you can lift more, more, and that means you can train harder, and that means you recover faster from your training that you do harder, and that means that you can work harder and get get more done when you're lifting and stuff. And so I, you take this shit every day, and it builds up in your system, and it stays there, and it's dirt cheap, and it makes you a better physical human being. <laughs> cool. This is whole milk, protein powder, peanut butter. That's it. Um. It's thick enough and fatty enough that when I take up pills with it, they don't, they don't like pop and, and it doesn't feel like I've got 10 gallons of powder in my stomach that I just want to puke up. So, so the milk and stuff like coats my stomach works great. I don't know if almond or oat milk or like plant-based milks would do the same thing. I like milk because I'm a milk boy. I've been, I've been drinking milk since I was real young. My dad wanted me to be tall and it didn't work. <laughs> But I got I got great bones. I've never broken a bone, and I've got great teeth. I've never had a cavity. Although I'm going to the dentist soon, and I might be wrong about that. But I, I seriously never had a cavity. And part of that is that I was trained when I was really young to brush my teeth. And part of it is that I've been drinking milk since I was born. Milk is good shit. I think. I think it might kill you. I don't know. So payouts and payday is weird. It's a weird day, man. The first day of the month, it's like. Everything dies and everything is reborn and you're back onto a new cycle. It's part of a, a cycle of stuff. And, you know, my cycle is the weekly cycle, really. And then I'm getting better at the daily cycle. And then there's this big monthly cycle and then this yearly cycle. And, man, when you get that big in terms of your cycles, you start thinking, damn, I don't have that much time. Because you go years and you're like, well, how many checkboxes do I have? And it looks like a long list of checkboxes, but I've done that enough times that I know it's not that long. It's not that many boxes. So, what am I going to do with my time? What am I going to do with the money that I can earn? How am I going to earn as much as I can so that I can do more stuff with my time? 
I don't know. We're working on it. The other thing that I take daily is a set of multivitamins. Now, multivitamins are kind of a lot. I mean, what I mean is, there's some pretty good evidence to show that taking big multivitamins doesn't do that much for you. Partly because your body's just like, ah, too much shit, just pee it out. And that, that's noticeable when I take a multivitamin. I, my pee is dark because there's just too many compounds and your body's like, no. But, but, overall energy, general well-being levels, and the rate at which I seem to recover from workouts, I can't argue with these things. And they changed when I started taking a, a good, a gold, a good like multi-capsule multivitamin. The one thing that this one is missing is a true fish oil supplement or a krill oil supplement. So I'm going to have to buy those separately because it's really good for you. It's just really good for you to have fish or krill. I was actually talking to somebody. Apparently, um, apparently it's really important for, for young men, young, young males, like young youth, 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 young, young, young males to get enough omega-3s because it makes their, their, their penis development occur. Like literally their sex organs develop better when they eat fish. I didn't know that. That's cool. I looked it up. I was like, yeah, that seems to be true. Puh. I don't know that. Cool. Feed your kids fish. Eat fish. <laughs> um, and I do, I do eat fish occasionally, but not enough, not nearly enough. Same with organ meats and, and other animal meats and other, other things like that. I just don't eat enough. Um, but this, this multi multi, it's got, you know, it's got some microgreens. It's got some salts and some, some rare earth metals and stuff. And, and some weird things that you need that you don't get anywhere. Um, and it's, it's from a company called Fresh Start. And they make like 10 different supplement packs. And they're all, they're all like one month supply. And they go from like 20 bucks to like 50 bucks. And they all start with like the same basic stuff. It's like some basic vitamins, some basic minerals, some basic greens. And then they get more complicated and expensive as you get more stuff. And I'm somewhere in the middle in terms of the ones that I buy. I don't, I don't need all the shit, I think. But uh, they seem to work for me. And they're way cheaper from what I've seen than what most people are offering for, for like good quality multivitamins. You know, you buy animal pack multivitamins, and they're like 60 bucks a month. You buy Onnit multivitamins, the total human packs, which is a lot of shit, by the way. And, and has some, some proprietary nootropic blends, which is why they're so much, much more expensive. But they're like 120 bucks a month. The Fresh Start ones, you can start with like 20 or 30 bucks a month. And that's, that's better. That's better. And so I'd recommend it because I, I've been using them and I, I like them. I take all my fucking pills. Wow. And that's on top of eating real whole foods. And that means not fucking burgers and chicken nuggets and french fries. I mean, real whole foods, chicken, vegetables, more vegetables, cream and sauce and spices and food. Food, quality corn and quality rice and good good meat and good beef and food it's something that i've been that i've been saying you know we'll go to the store and one of my roommates will grab something and i'll grab the thing right next to them and i'll go this is food that's not and they'll go what do you mean they're both food and i'll go look at the label and they look at the label and they read through the ingredients they're like shit this is this is this is this is plastic <laughs> put it back they grab the one that's food i'm like yeah yeah like bread you know, go through the bread aisle and read what's in the bread. Fucking crazy shits in some of that bread. Some of that bread is, is like foam plastic. Fucking wonder bread? Yeah, it's a wonder. It sure is a wonder. And it is a wonder, you know? It fed the masses in a way that bread did not before. But we're better than that now. So you can go and you can buy some in the freezer aisle of every uh, grocery food store. Now, you might not want these because they're hard. They're like the extreme stuff is the Ezekiel bread. And the Ezekiel bread is sprouted grain, whole grain bread. Basically, they took whole grains. They let them grow until they're sprouted, which makes them totally different nutritionally. Crazy thing about plants. If you sprout grains, they change completely. And then they mash them up into bread, basically. And it's pretty good shit but it's also kind of like you know fruitcake isn't really cake well ezekiel bread isn't really like bread you know what's really like bread dave's killer bread i am a big fan of dave's killer bread as a brand dave's killer bread is good nutty seedy as far as i can tell whole grain bread without too many preservatives or anything fucked up in it 
And when you take a you take a piece of that bread and you look at the inside of the bread, it's a fucking marvel that it holds together with the amount of just seeds and nuts and bits of things that are mixed into that bread. And it tastes like fucking glory. It tastes so good. Bit of that with some some like butter on it, or, or what I do pretty frequently is I'll do two two slices of that toasted with one of my meals, two slices of that toasted with some olive oil, salt, and pepper. Insane, just just like four hundred calories of delicious food done. Amazing, and they're like one hundred and twenty calories per slice of bread. That's a that's a lot of calories for bread, by the way, and that's a good thing. Bread is food. It's like. We mashed together all the best things that we got, and we put it in an oven, and this came out. And it's like, no, oh, that's food. I used to bake bread pretty frequently. I used to bake whole grain, whole grain bread. I used to bake pretty frequently. That's something that I should do more. I used to really like making pies. Um, and I still like making pies. I, I find pies fun. I find pie crusts fun to, to work with and to knead out and to roll. Um, and I used to bake bread, and I used to ba- make... Um, these really dense, super weedy whole wheat uh, bread rolls, uh, and I lived off them for a summer. I lived off that bread and some chicken and some other stuff for a, for a summer in, uh, gosh, in in university. It was the same. It was the same summer that I tattooed my foot, because um, I have a tap. I have a teepee tattooed on my foot, and the teepee's there because it's a representation. It's a symbol. It's a triangle that drives me forward and points forward on top of my foot. Um, and I did it to myself with a needle. And it's it represents individualism, and it represents the desire to run off into the woods, and it represents my father. Because my father, when he was the age that I teepeed my that I tattooed my foot with a teepee, he ran off into the woods and lived in a teepee for a few years. And that's a that's an interesting thing to do, and you learn a lot about the world when you do that. But you also waste your life, I think. Now he's he gained some things that that he couldn't have gotten anywhere else, and that's some interesting knowledge, but. He also could have been studying to become an engineer or something, and the world would be, the world would be a different place, because that man's got some genius in him. And so the teepee's one foot, and I've been looking, you know, a huge part of my search is what goes on the other foot, because I have this idea that everything's in balance and that there's an opposite to everything, and there's something about about like structure and hierarchy and order and society and people and not being alone that goes on the other foot. But it still needs to be the right symbol. It needs to be just right. And, and, and because it's going to be permanent, because I'm going to stab myself in the foot a few thousand times to imprint ink into my skin, and it's going to be a part of me forever. But I need to have the right symbol. And I don't know what it is yet, but it's probably triangular, and it's probably not a damn teepee. I put up this poll about the... And I'm going to do this more often. I'm going to pull about all sorts of things, about decisions that I want to make. I'm going to outsource and delegate a lot of my decision-making to the audience, and only things that I want the audience to be able to decide on, okay? Like, you gotta realize, you know, a lot of people have said to me, like, well, why do you need us to decide this? You you know what's best for the channel. It's like, yeah, I know what's best for the channel, sure. But maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. Because I put up a poll yesterday that I thought would be really interesting. I put up a poll, I was like, I, I, I forced a false dichotomy, and it's intentional. And the false dichotomy that I forced was, which one do you find more compelling, the reaction or the discussion? And I know what the answer is. The answer is both. You can't separate the two. And the truth is that there are a lot of viewers and a lot of a lot of YouTubers who make just reactions. And there are a lot of YouTubers who make just discussions, like video essays and stuff, on all sorts of things. And there are a lot of both of them that are a lot more popular than me. But there's something really that I find compelling about the work that I do. The particular nature of it. The mix between the known and the unknown, you know, because I'm here and I've got my my knowledge and my things that I think I know. And then there's the unknown, which is the piece of media. And it's like, what is that? What What is it? Or you can look at it the other way. When people come to my 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 show, you know, my little channel, they've got the known that is the piece of media that they that they know. Right. They under they've already seen it, probably. And they come to my channel and the unknown is how I will react to it is what will happen next. Right. What will happen to me and how I feel and and will it be what you expect it to be? Will it validate your viewpoint or will it will it invalidate your viewpoint? Will it will I will I argue against what you like? And and that's an interesting question. It's it's here's this person that if I'm doing my job right, then maybe you trust me and maybe you respect me to some degree. I don't know. But that's the hope, I think, is like you want to know what my opinion is, and that means that you trust and respect me to some degree. To some degree. 
at least you think there's a chance that I might come up with, well, I might come up with the same opinion as you, and I might come up with an interesting and maybe better opinion, so you're watching me, you're like, what are you going to do in this circumstance? At least that's how I see it, maybe. There's something about the both, there's something about the mix that's important, but I put up the poll, and I fully expected, because of the way that my channel runs, that everybody was going to say discussion, and it went like 70-30 reaction above discussion. Interesting to know. So, you know, not that I, in, in no way did I plan to get rid of either of these, I just wanted to see what would happen. And I wanted to see what discussion would result out of the process. And what happened is, in the poll, it's like 70-30 reaction to discussion, and then in the comments, every single person who has commented, every single comment, is both. Every person who's felt enough about the thing to actually put words to it instead of just clicking the poll thing or ignoring it has said, I don't, basically, I don't like that you're forcing me to choose. I don't want to choose. It's both. I, I, sometimes I watch the reactions and I watch them, you know, if I only have so much time, I'll watch the reactions. But then when I get the chance, I'll go back to the discussions and often that changes my perspective and I like that a lot. And sometimes I'll, I'll watch the reactions like a reaction. I'll listen to the things, the discussion like a podcast and I don't know. So that's more than interesting, right? Because it's the reaction brings people in. Absolutely. The discussion keeps some people here. And it differentiates me because the way that I pay attention and analyze is different. It stands out. And I get these comments pretty often. I was watching a reaction mashup video and all these people were screaming and yelling. And then there was this one guy who was paying attention and taking notes. And so I went to see who that was. Happens all the time. I get that comment all the time. Hey, my friend, I found you in a mashup and had to come to you directly because I love your theories and how nothing goes over your head, bro. I've seen you many times in mashup videos. Now you became my favorite and you were the first anime reactor who I subscribed. I get, I get these all the damn time. So there's something that I do that makes me stand out. Okay, cool. What is it? Well, that's what we're trying to figure out. How can we get more of it or something like it? That would be good to figure out too, maybe. Is there something compelling in the work that I do? I'm compelled to make it, and some people are compelled to, to, to watch it, and a large percent, like a shocking percentage of those people are compelled to, to give me money for it. Shocking percentage. I put up the other poll. Audio interface. Disk space. Disk space one. Okay, cool. We need to have some money, and I need to invest some of it in disk space. I need to budget really carefully this month. And I need to budget really carefully that next month, because I don't know how this month will go. It's an uncertain thing. I'm changing things in my channel, and that might not, might not be financially a smart idea. But I think we're in a place where it might be okay. And if all goes well, my tax return should come in within a week. And that'll be like more than $1,000 of, like, of money that I wouldn't have had. And if possible, I'd like to save some of it. Some of it I'm going to spend on some stuff. Because some stuff can turn into, into more money <laughs> and more good and more value and more stuff. One of the things that would be really valuable for me is having more disk space. And so that means a multi-disk RAID-enabled attached drive. I have been, I've been informed that 5 or 6, RAID 5 or RAID 6, is probably what I want to look for. And I probably want to go... Uh, I probably would need a NAS, so let me look in comments for NAS. Okay, so we're down, we're down a good bit, and that makes sense. It's at the end of the month. We already made a bunch of money last month, it's, it's fine. Wow, wow, wow. Purchase priority, 85.15. Now, some people have, have disagreed and have said, like, no, your, your, your auto is already fairly good, we've got thanks for involving our opinion. You benefit either way, that's why it's worth letting you decide. Um... You should go for the audio solution if you have the available funds, so because that's something you'll need to save more for. Maybe um, it's it's back and forth, but the 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 majority has voted absolutely. Uh, here we go. As someone who works in IT, I would always go for the data redundancy. I'm not sure, too sure what volume of data you work with, but either a four, six, eight drive NAS would do. Two drive NASs are fairly limited in function. Yeah, they can't even they can't even deal with that. Synology are pretty decent when running in RAID five or six. Depends on how much usable space you want. I would personally recommend six over five, but you will get less usable space. So that's what I'm going to look into. It's just got an additional parity block and can sustain more drive failures, but it requires a minimum of four drives, and your capacity is, is only 50% use. RAID 5 is only capable of enduring a single drive failure. By far the most commonly used. Okay, I'm going to go for RAID 5, because it seems to be the... seems to be the way to go. 
the best storage for video editing, because that is the problem. If you have a larger 8-drive RAID, you consider, can consider RAID 6. So I'll have to move to using DaVinci Resolve to creating optimized media, and using the online large files for one thing and the offline files for something else. But also, because I'm using the NAS, it's kind of nearline and far, far storage and online storage, because it's close enough to me that I can use a direct connection and, and use it directly attached. Wow, a long-term archive tape drive would be nice, but no. Promise Pegasus R32 range of storage. I'm just looking on Amazon because it's, it's easy for me to browse. Wow, those are expensive. Six by four terabyte drives. Oh, so they already contain drives. Jesus Christ, that's expensive. All right, NAS storage. An Ethernet switch. The online storage. Oh my God, how does this even... Oh no. High available Synology cluster. Okay, so I need... I do want a NAS, and I want RAID level 5, and I want at least four drives. Synology 8 Bay. God, a thousand fucking dollars. Why? That's diskless. That's before drives. See, so I'm gonna have some money, but I don't have that money. Why, why is it so expensive? That's my question. Why is this actually so expensive? I mean, even a, even the, the cheapy, non-RAID USB 3.0 enclosure is 300 bucks. What the fuck? Okay, so, so what about a 4-bay NAS? Like, let's cut it in half. How about that? Synology 4-bay NAS. Diskless. I don't have $400 for a NAS. Okay, so this is the Amazon's Choice one. I'm going to... And add to cart. Great. Four bays, two gigabytes DDR4. So there's a just a straight direct attached storage with hardware RAID diskless. That's like probably more like what I need because I don't need the network attachment. Actually, the direct attachment is probably enough. I mean, I could payment plan it, but it's going to cost more. Fuck. Okay, and then what? What do people buy with these? Western Digital. I do like the WD Reds better than the Seagate Ironwolves, personally. And I probably need 8 terabyte or 16 terabyte drives, probably. At least that's what I want. 16 terabyte drive times 4 is a 3.5? Yeah, so let's go 16 terabyte because that's the max that I can get. Wow, much? 300 bucks. Okay, now we're talking. About 12 terabytes. Is it 200 bucks? Is it way less? What? It's 300 bucks. Okay, I'll buy the 300 buck one. What the fuck? I would need four of them. Number $1,200. I don't have that money. <laughs> so the four terabyte ones are like 100 bucks. It's not going to be 125. That's not cheaper. That's not cheaper. Is it? Is it? Seagate Iron Wolf Pro 280. Western Digital 300. Maybe I should just buy one hard drive. <laughs> How about that? Can I run one of these without an ass? Yeah. As long as it has an interface such as SATA. They used to use SAS, which was not, but it is SATA. SATA, okay. So I can just buy, how about that? How about that? That sounds like a move. So here's the move. Maybe every month for the next four months, I buy one hard drive. <laughs> Because 16 gigabytes of just pure hard drive space, I'm set now. I'm, I'd just be done. But it wouldn't be completely safe and it wouldn't be redundant yet, right? It would be, like, scary. I'd be in, in chaos still. I'm still in chaos because stuff isn't safe yet. But at least I could get a start going. Because I could attach that hard drive directly to my computer right now and use it as a base for storing stuff. And I could take all the stuff that's cluttering all my other hard drives, I could just put it there... And just be like, okay, my primary SSDs and my primary drives and stuff are cleaned up. And I've dumped all my stuff into storage. And I can move toward getting more of the same drives. Because I know that the Western Digital Red drives are the drives that I want. Or maybe the Seagate Iron Wolves, but I don't like Seagate. I've had so many bad, bad situations with Seagate that I want the WDs, I think. And so I'll get the WD and I'll get one. Because it's what I can afford. I'm going to buy one... 
big hard drive. A NAS-ready hard drive so that I can move toward getting a NAS. Because <laughs> here's what happened. I went, dragon. Which dragon should I fight? And I asked my friends. And my friends being my audience. And my audience said, the storage dragon, because it sucks. And I was like, yeah, that storage dragon sucks. So I went out and I got my sword in my arm and I rode out to the storage dragon's lair. And I was like, fight me, storage dragon. The storage dragon was little and small. And I was like, I can fight this thing. It went, and it's a big dragon that's like more than $1,000. And that's not nothing. That's a lot of money. And so I went, mm. okay, I'll try. And I stabbed it. I was like, mm. yeah, okay, we're going to run away and not get eaten by this dragon. And so we're running away and it's going behind us. And we're, we're running away and we're going to go back into the castle and we're going to train. <laughs> we're going to train and we'll come back when we've got $1,000 worth of armor and swords and stuff. And we'll, we'll, we'll defeat this storage dragon. But while I was in the storage dragon's lair... I saw a little bit of something cool, and I grabbed it. And that's the one drive that I'm going to get. I'm going to get one thing to defeat the storage dragon, and then I'm going to use it to forge myself a new sword, okay? The new sword is like more money or something. Fuck. What a weird metaphor. I don't care. God, that's expensive. Of course, I mean, of course it is. Computronium and storage space are going to be the most expensive things in our world until we figure out a way to make them less expensive, and then they're still going to be the most expensive things in our world, and that's nuts. But... At least we figured it out. So at least we went and we, we dealt with that dragon. One big NAS drive is going to be enough for now. It's going to suck, but it's going to be enough for now. One big hard disk drive is all I really, 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 really need. And soon we'll get redundancy and we'll be safer too. We'll put more walls around our data. We'll be safer too. But for now, I'm fucking poor, honestly. It's cra It's so crazy. This is the, the crazy shit, right? People look at my Patreon and they're like, you're making a lot of money. And it's like, yeah, I am. More money than I thought I could ever make doing what I'm doing. Absurd. And it's nowhere near enough. And it's not because... Some of it's because I've been flippant with my money, but I'm not being flippant with my money anymore. And man, it's hard. Man, it's fucking hard. Consumerism is tough. Trying to grow is tough. Because you got to be really careful where you invest your time, because that's habitual. you got to be really careful where you invest your money, because that's habitual too. So some things, some things that I've been investing money in that have been worth investing money in. Well, good tea. Good tea is worth investing money in. I like Gyokuro. I like dark shade grown green teas from Japan. That's me. I like good tea. I put it in my body every damn day, so I better like it. I better, better put the good stuff in me. The hand warmer mugs are a good investment. These teapots, these are from Hario, H-A-R-I-O, as the company, and they're cheap as hell. They're like 20 bucks, and they're a great investment. I like the ones with the mesh, the mesh tea strainer. Um, I think they work better than the steel with, with cutouts in it, and they work way better than the glass strainers. Fuck the glass strainers. Don't buy them. When you search for, like, glass teapot on Amazon, the top ones that come, or, or most places, the top ones that come up have the glass strainers. They suck. Don't don't believe the hype. Unless you've got really, like, sturdy, big, brewy tea leaves, they suck. They don't They don't circulate water effectively. Mesh works better. Use mesh. I don't think it's poison, so could be wrong i could be eating lead you know but I, I think i think hario isn't making poison stuff so do it good tea matters vitamins seem to matter good goddamn food matters i mean it matters a lot i've switched my food delivery service i use meal prep and it's really expensive and it's super worth it for me at this point um if you think I should stop, let me know. Let me know. But it, it saves me a, an inordinate amount of time and mental energy in terms of purchasing and dealing with food. And the pricing ends up being lower because when what I did was I went back through my budget and when I wasn't purchasing the meal prep, I was purchasing out. I was eating out or, or getting delivery more frequently and it's so much more expensive to do that. And I calced it out and I was actually spending as much as I would be spending on meal prep for less food and less quality food. And I was like, well, that's easy. Done. But I was, on, I was on factor meals for a long time. And I've switched and the new ones will be here today. And we'll see what they're at or what they're like. I switched it to Sunbasket. And it costs me about the same amount for this first week at least. 
Um, and apparently all their packaging is non-plastic, so that's part of why I switched. And also their food looks really high quality, so that's part of why I switched, because Factor's meals have been going down in quality. They have. They're still fine. But they're, they're going down in quality and their price is going up because, well, inflation is occurring and the value of money is going down and the value of food and stuff is going up and gas costs more and so transportation costs more and so moving food from place to place costs more. And salaries have to go up because people cost more because work costs more so the, the cost of food has to go up and all these things are fair and reasonable. But the quality of the food is going down and the... The differing options are becoming more similar, and I've watched it happen over the past couple of months, and I was like, I gotta jump ship because this company is getting too big for its britches, and that's what's happened with Factor, I think. I think they've become like Amazon, where they're too big, and they've caught, they, they branded themselves the Amazon of food delivery, and, and what an irony. <laughs> what an irony to do something like that, because that's true, and maybe you want to be that, and maybe you don't want to be that. Maybe you don't want to be that. So I switched to something called Sunbasket, and we'll see how it is, and I'll get my food today, and, and we'll see. But it cost me about the same, and, and it costs a lot, and it's really worth it, I think, because the quality of the food that I put into my body changes my life, fully changes my existence. So the true, same thing might be true to you. So what am, I, what am I spending money on? Well, food and tea... And I'm continuously spending money on services, which is to say that I'm I'm paying a, a premium, a significant premium for Pixel Drain, so that that continues working. And I'm paying a significant premium for Weed Transfer, so that that continues working. And I'm paying a significant premium for Mega, so that that continues working. I'm paying for those things. And then I'm paying for my space that I live in, which is too expensive because I live in a place where humans shouldn't live, basically. <laughs> I live in Southern California, and it's too dry and hot here, and I need to move north somewhere, maybe to Canada, maybe to, to Wyoming, I don't know, I don't know, but I need somewhere with fast internet, and cooler weather, and more water, and, and lower prices, and I'm serious, like I'm gonna move within the year, easy, and I think the people who I'm with are gonna move within a month or two, and that's gonna be crazy, and, and I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to figure it out, and I might come, come ask you for help, because I might be fucked. I might, I might be really fucked in the next couple of months. And so part of the thing is, like, I'm in a state of chaos, and I need to make sure that everything is stable, because if there's no stable future, then there's no stable future, and I won't know where my food is coming from, and then I'll be fucked. So we have to be careful. And, and it's this balance between paying enough for the things that matter, genuinely matter, like enough good food, enough good tea, services, internet access, paying for these things, and saving enough money for the future. So it's like, well... I need data redundancy, but maybe I need rent redundancy more, and maybe I need food redundancy more, so maybe I won't buy a $1,000 NAS this month, and maybe I'll spend like 300 bucks on data stuff this month, and that's it. And maybe that's reasonable. Scary shit that we're dealing with here, you know? Uh, I am not a stable, I'm not a financially stable individual, despite everything, and that's very scary. <laughs> So I need to move somewhere where, where rent doesn't take as much of my income as it takes. Where things are a little less crazy. A little less fucked up. And then there's something else, which is that, well, I really want to buy some presents for some people this year. For Christmas and surrounding holidays. Whether you believe in them or not, I think gift-giving is something that I haven't taken enough part in, and I need to. I'd really like to, because there's, well, there are two layers to gift-giving. One of them is you give them the time that you've spent in terms of the money that you purchased the things and gave them the gift. And the other thing is that you're attempting to demonstrate that you know and understand a person. And in, in, in the, re the way you do that is you buy them a gift that's, that says something like, you're not buying this for yourself but I know you well enough to know that you need this, and so I purchased it for you. I think that's what a good gift should be. So I've been thinking about my, my roommates, and I've been thinking about the people I live with, and thinking about what gifts to give them. Because I've, I've muddled it up in the past a little bit. Because I, I bought a faucet, and I put it in. A kitchen faucet. Our kitchen faucet sucked. It had, a, it had no pull-out pull, or like sprayer thing. You couldn't spray the damn sink. And, and it didn't work effectively, and the, the handle was kind of mediocre, and it was getting rusty. 
So I bought a faucet, and I bought a faucet with a with a, a motion sensor so that you didn't have to you don't have to touch it with your hands because we have a child. I bought a nice faucet with a nice sprayer and a nice nice handle, and I put it in because I I've got training as a plumber and I'm capable of doing that. And I took out the other faucet and I put it in, and I kind of fucked up because I didn't ask permission completely before I did that. And it, it sort of made the, the the man of the house a little miffed because he felt like I was maybe treading on his toes a little. I, I don't fully know, but okay, reasonable. Oops. But it was a, it was the right gift because well the dishes get cleaned now, and that's a really interesting thing. Is that I bought a new faucet and people like using it and people actively go and clean the dishes more frequently. And there hasn't been a single argument in the house about cleaning the dishes since I purchased the faucet. Not one. They used to be daily. They used to be daily. Why nobody clean the dishes? Not one argument. The environment changes the behavior. It's awesome. It's awesome. I did the same thing with our trash can. We had a trash can in the kitchen, and we were putting 13-gallon trash can, trash bags into it, into it. And I looked at the sticker on the back of the trash can. Actually, it was on the, the very front of the trash can, and it says 8.7 gallons. And I went, well, then, because taking the trash out was an argument every damn day, almost. So I went and I looked for the best damn trash can, and I dropped 100 bucks on a trash can, a nice one. And then I bought compactor bags, nice trash bags with thick enough, thick enough material that they will not rip, that they feel sturdy. There hasn't been one fight over taking the trash out since I bought it. Not one. And part of that is that it's bigger. It's actually a 13-gallon trash can, so it doesn't get full every day. It takes like three days, and that changes things. Changes things a lot. But those things, those are valuable gifts that nobody else wants to buy because you just want to keep doing the thing that you're doing. But if you notice those things, you can figure them out and you can, you can get those things and they change everyone's lives and nobody notices it. Because we only know, we, we're so attuned to noticing the things that go wrong, nobody notices when everything is going right. Nobody notices. And, and part of, like, I had a bit of a drag out fight with, uh, with with the man of the house over these things over like the faucet and the trash can and all these things that I'm that I've I've put into the house cuz cuz he felt like I was taking too much or something there was some resentment going there and so I explained here's what I did this is what I purchased look at nobody fighting over the trash bags remember that people were fighting over the trash bags remember people fighting over the dishes these are the things that I changed this is why I changed them this is my reasoning this is how I did it maybe I should have told you and asked you beforehand but I thought it would have been ridiculous for you to refuse me and so I didn't so I'm sorry I said those things and now we're in peace too cuz we're in we're on the same page of these things and he's like no, some of those were good ideas, and I'm I'm looking at him, and I'm saying, what did you just do there when he does something that I don't understand because he's got things figured out that I don't have figured out. He runs a house. I don't know how to do that, so I'm learning, and and I'm figuring things out on my own because I'm bringing my own perspective and my own, my own philosophies and my own psychology and, and my own training and my own history, you know, and some of it's useful, and that's good. That's the same thing. I've been buying gifts for the house, and that's not quite it. Well, I bought a bidet. Everybody should own a bidet. <laughs> All the people in, in non-American countries are like, duh. Everybody watching this in a, in a non-American country, do you have a bidet or a washlet? You probably do, right? You have some way to get water on your butt after you poop and to clean yourself properly? Yeah, you do. Americans fucking don't. We use paper products. We wipe our asses with paper and we call it clean. We smear shit all over our butts and we call it clean. We're fucked up like that. It's stupid. And I have a theory about it. It's a conspiratorial theory. But I think it's because paper products make big companies. And we have big companies that make paper products. And they really like to sell you paper products. And uh, and they've lobbied to keep you from knowing that bidets exist. And they've started to creep into the market space because of, of the advertisement. And I know this because of the advertisements that I've been seeing on Instagram and elsewhere. But I put in a bidet, like a $30 cheap-ass bidet. And I put it in because my roommate was complaining about his ass burning. <laughs> he was complaining about he, he kept having stomach problems. And he still is having stomach problems. And I've been doing some things to try to fix them. And he's stubborn. But, but he still has stomach problems. And he's been seeing the doctor. And they've been going away. And it's better. But in the year between then, 
he was shitting like three times a day and having bad poops. He was wiping a lot and his, his butt was getting raw and bloody and he hated it and was miserable. And he was on his, on that direct road to like hemorrhoids and permanent damage to a part of you that you don't want to think about and you definitely don't want to be in pain on. So I bought up a day and I put it in and it cost me 30 bucks and like half an hour of time. And he's way better off and he was like oh my god it's a revelatory experience and now most of the people in this house won't shit downstairs because they'll come upstairs to shit in the upstairs bathroom where there's a bidet so that's something that I've, I've, i think that i might purchase is a bidet for every toilet in this house that might be a worthwhile gift maybe but i don't know gifts are hard gifts are hard and sometimes gifts are harder than hard because because gifts can feel guilt-inducing or something it's like no you have to use this because i bought it for you and i think part of that that's part of the point i think i think to some extent that's why it's so powerful to buy somebody a book that they probably don't want to read because <laughs> like it kind of forces them to be guilty if they don't do it <laughs> it's kind of useful maybe maybe or i found these and these are great so i'll just take one off ah oof this is a sock but I don't know if I can even show you how fucking enormously thick this sock is. This is like four socks thick of socks. It's so beefy. It's such a beef boy of a sock. You couldn't wear shoes with this sock. This sock is a shoe on its own. They're made by a company called Mucklux. M-U-K space L-U-K-S. Mucklux. And they've got a bunch of different socks and a bunch of different like shoes and slippers and things. But these ones I bought from The Climb, C-L-Y-M-B. Which is a great site, by the way. I bought these from The Climb. And they are their, their men's thermal insulating socks. I'm going to buy some more socks from them. And they're really interesting. They're like 10 bucks a pair, 12 bucks a pair, maybe a little bit more. And they're the dopest. Because I go barefoot all the time. I am barefoot constantly. I don't wear shoes, except barefoot shoes. And I don't, like, that's a problem when it gets cold. Because <laughs> you need warm socks. So I wear socks when it's cold. And that's as close as I can get to barefoot. And these are like the best socks for being warm. They're dope. I might buy a couple pairs of these for some people because when people get money, they don't buy socks. They buy toys and candy and burgers and porn site subscriptions and Netflix. They don't buy socks and they need socks. People need socks. So I might buy a pair for every single person in the house and I might buy a pair for the kid too. The little guy. So he's got some fucking warm ass socks. And I'll go through and I'll get a pair that are cute and, and colored for the woman in the house. And I'll get a pair that are gray for one guy and black for another guy and whatever. And I'll mix and match. And get some socks. That would be good. I want to get a dish rack. Because we've got a, got a shitty dish rack right now. And there are, there are fights over, over putting away the dishes. And so that's my next stage of... Uh, of fixing things is to get a dish rack. Well, had some tea, had some protein shake. Had a weird discussion. I mean, this one's really scattered. I don't feel great today, frankly, mentally. Part of that is that I'm missing the nootropics that I normally have, I think. Um, I just, I don't feel great today at all. And I, uh, I don't know what to do about that. Maybe just go, go and charge through anyway. I want to record Poon Poon today. Now I'm reluctant to because I feel weird and scattered, but I will. I will record Poon Poon today. Done. This was a weird one. Lots of things to think about. It's the beginning of the month and money on the mind, you know, uh, is really what's going on. And that is to say possibility on the mind. Possibility endless. What can be done? I don't know. Well, not a not a twelve hundred dollar NAS before buying disk drives. <laughs> not that that can't be done, but some stuff can. Some stuff can for sure. So I got to think about it, and I gotta gotta worry about it, and I gotta do it. Okay. Thank you all for watching. Let's do some let's do some basic homework. Last time I did one of these, I asked everybody to do one thing around you, and to tell me about it. And I got, like, 20 people who did it. First off, yeah, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. And I've, I've got, 
I don't know, maybe eight people who've messaged me saying, hey, I just unwrapped my new copy of Atomic Habits. Hey, I just got this book that you recommended me because you said it helped you. And maybe it'll help me because some of the stuff you talked about is some of the stuff that I wish that I had figured out and I don't yet. It's like, yeah, let's go. Okay. Now, I don't know if championing that book is the best thing that I could do, but it seems like it. That book is pretty crucial to me. Getting some more eyes on it might be pretty crucial to you guys, you know? That might be fucking awesome. It's really humbling. It's really humbling these last few days and weeks have been really humbling. And I don't mean humiliating, though they've been that too. I've put myself out and up for criticism and humiliation, and there have been some, some humiliating moments. Sometimes admitting you're wrong about stuff is really hard. But it's been, it's been humbling. Because, well, and, and enervating at the same time, it's incredible how powerful well-spoken words can be. It's one, of those, it's one of those things where I really don't know how much power I could wield if I learned to speak more effectively. I really don't know. How much good could I produce if I could speak effectively? And is it possible that if I speak effectively, I could galvanize others into, into a lifestyle where they act effectively? And acting effectively and speaking effectively are kind of the same thing. So then they start speaking effectively about the actions that they've acted effectively. And their, their effective speech ripples out to all the people that they know. That could be something. You know, we might start with eight people reading Atomic Habits. And what if, what if half of them, what if four of them get their lives in order and create some real manifested good change? They go from, from sitting in the rooms doing nothing, which is not what I'm saying that you're doing, but imagine, right? Sitting in the rooms doing nothing to contributing to the world in an effective way and affecting the people around them so that they move in that direction too. They get magnetically aligned toward truth and start pulling other people in their wake. That seems good. How many could those four affect? I don't know. How many could I continue to affect if this keeps working? I don't know. And how much could I affect them? I don't know, because I've only just started changing myself. And it seems like it's endless. So how, how much could you change? I guess it depends on how bad you are. How bad you got it. Because we've got stories where the worst person, the worst, makes the biggest changes. So maybe if you feel like you're the worst person, you're the person who needs most to change a little bit. And maybe you have the most room to grow exponentially. And maybe you'll transcend and get past all of us. Aim for the stars. And then fucking go! Thanks for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. And I mean it.